I'm excited. Are you excited? So excited. I've never been more excited for anything in my life. Welcome to the Bisexual Podcast. We're still alive. Your crafty queer Canadian content. Your favorite crafty queer Canadian content, even. I don't know. In the two months we've gone, we might have been replaced. Definitely not. We're definitely nobody's favorite anymore. <laughs> what's uh? What's going on? What are you working on? Let's, do you want to just get right into the Arnie stuff? Just get right into it. Let's not even talk about how we didn't do this for two months. <laughs> should, should we acknowledge that? Hey, sorry we didn't do this for two months. But we're back. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I think that's all we need to be. That's all cool. that needs to be said. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing great. Life is great. I woke up yesterday and my neck didn't move. And I woke up today and it continues to not move. So that's a fun new thing in my 30s that happens. Maybe, maybe you just like need to do some yoga or something. Yeah. I don't some fix tea my, about it. <laughs> fix my body and my mental health. Two birds, one stone. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yoga's great. People should talk about that more. Um, I'm, uh, oh, you know what I'm doing now? Doing a crochet. You're doing a crochet. Doing a crochet. Fully embracing my bisexuality by getting back into crochet. Uh-huh. How's it going? Uh, it's great. It's super great. I decided to get back into crochet with five color color work. Uh-huh. That's ambitious. It was, considering I have never done any crochet color work, nor have I crocheted since my roommate moved in and I made them a Jigglypuff stuffy. Didn't uh, you make the... Bando. Oh, I did! I made that bandeau top that I never wear because it didn't fit. Yeah. I don't have the... Don't lie to the people. You're right. You're right. I apologize, people. <laughs> I don't have the chest to hold up a bandeau, I have realized. And, oh, wait, no. You also crocheted when you knit that thing. I crocheted when I knit that thing. Remember you, like, knit... You didn't want to do an I-cord, so you did something else, and you basically just crocheted with a I invented <laughs> with knitting. crochet. Damn. I'm a crochet expert. I remember that. <laughs> okay, so I guess I'm a crochet expert, and I'm just continuing to crochet. Um, but the exciting thing about this five-color color crochet, color work crochet that I'm doing, is that it's cats. That is very exciting. Someone in our stitch night posted a, or shared a picture of a cat's Afghan, which is just, it's a pile of cats. It's, it's an Afghan. That's just a big old pile of cats. And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And instead of just following the pattern, like a normal person, I was like, I could just take this and turn it into a cardigan with pockets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, uh In a completely different stitch with different dimensions. So now my cats look all squashed. Anyway, the, the, the Afghan was written for double crochet, which in my opinion is the worst of all the crochets. Um, uh, it's just like a flat, like back and forth. And it looks all wiggly and gapy. I don't know. So I did it in half double crochet, which is in my opinion, the best of all the crochets. Um, but it is slightly shorter than a double crochet as you could probably figure out by the name. And now my cats looked all squashed and janky, but I don't care. I love them. I did. I saw the same pattern. Like I've had that blanket in my like Rav queue for years, and I never, I never thought to do it because that seems like a lot of work. (laughs) 
and I don't want to do a lot of work. Um, so instead I decided to, like I wanted to do the pattern, but I didn't want to do a whole blanket. So I'm just making like a little pillowcase, I guess, but I'm doing it in quarter to corner, which was ambitious because I don't think I've ever really done corner to corner before, or at least not like such laborious color work. <laughs> <laughs> so that was certainly a choice I made. For folks who don't do color work or corner to corner, John has taken a chart that is written bottom up, right to left, like a normal chart. You follow it. You follow it the way it is written. Chart that's what charts are for. And John decided <laughs> to rotate it and start at a single corner and then do the entire chart diagonally while converting it in their head and trying to do this and doing the stitch pattern doing the instead of making a square they're making a diamond yeah i, I guess that's basically <laughs> um so yeah that was at one point i had like seven working colors or something and it was just too much that's too many though i say that but i so i've never done oh yeah because after all of my years of complaining about how there's no cute crochet wearables. I am making a crochet wearable, making a crochet cardigan, which I've never done before. So I was like looking up a whole bunch of crochet cardigans to be like, how do they work? How do I do one? Um, and I hated all of them <laughs> because at least all of the ones I looked at, they're all seemed, they're all worked flat. I mean, it's cardigan, of course it is, but they're all worked in like five pieces. Mm -hmm. So you do the back panel first and then you do the side, the left side panel and the right side panel, and then you do the sleeves and then you seam them all together. And that seems terrible. So I've cast on the entire width of the cardigan and I'm just working the entire thing all in one go. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do it like a knit sweater. And when I get to the sleeves, then just split, mm -hmm. um, which I think should work. I don't know. That's how I've done the um, Professor Meow sweater that I did months mm -hmm. ago. And I just said like that was worked like individual pieces worked flat and then seamed. And then I decided I wanted to do a cardigan of it. And I mm -hmm. just cast on the length of the whole thing around. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of stitches. It is a lot of stitches. Um, but more to the problem, it's a lot of working yarn balls because this is intarsia crochet cats. <laughs> so I think I have like 14. That's too many. Yeah, it is. So at some point I also started like carrying my yarn like an animal instead of doing proper intarsia with a different ball for each color block. <laughs> so I have like giant zigzags of the yarns going back and forth, but it's on the inside and it's fine it's fine it'll be fine i am very interested to see how this works out oh big same <laughs> i was not paying nearly enough attention to the lace that i'm trying to knit right now and made some boo-boos oh no it's my first lace and i really don't like it it's like so simple it's so simple but like you have to count and pay attention to what you're doing and fuck that noise that's a really great project to do during a podcast well, you're also at work. Yeah. I like, I was working, I, I thought it would be an easy enough, like in class thing, because most of it's just garter. So I don't have to pay attention to it. But then you get to the lace panels and you actually have to pay attention to counts and like what you're doing and stuff. And I don't, I don't want to do that. 
I can't believe you've made 18,000 shawls and this is your first lace. That's wild. Like I've done crochet shawls that have like some lacy bits, but this is like the first knit shawl I've done, I think. Usually I just crochet them. That's very exciting. And you're using extremely gorgeous colors. Dyed yeah. by the extremely talented chestnut. My sister. And your sister. <laughs> yeah, we I had my sister over a couple months ago just to like hang out and goof off with dye. And like we made some pretty nice yarn. Um it's the perfect purple. It's the perfect purple. So part of it is like it's very similar to the one that uh, you're doing your elf mail with. So it's like um, pinks and oranges, yellows. Mm-hmm. I know it looks like a fuzzy peach. It does. Um, and then that transitions into just like the solid pink and then that's transitioning into like a purple in the pink. So it kind of looks like a sunset, I guess. Uh, we kind of did. We kind of did, we just kind of made it accidentally, but like, I'm very happy with it. And I think it will turn out very nice, but I'm using a super basic pattern. But I mean, that's a really, that's kind of the best thing you can do for, to show off yarn is to use a really simple pattern where just the- No, I meant basic, like I'm doing an Andrew Maori pattern. I'm like basic capital B. Like, yeah, basic. I'm basic. Yeah, basic. Yeah um well yeah that yeah I have no defense for you then (laughs) it's the night shift uh find your fade find your fade find your fade always a classic I mean I it's simple I didn't want to have to like go through patterns and look for something I was like I know what this one's called so I'm just gonna do it (laughs) I mean yeah fair (laughs) that that was my entire thought process it was a good one what else? You just did a sweater, didn't you? A, a color work sweater? I sure did. So you're like the master of color work now? I sure am. That's the thing that I am. <laughs> um, I did a super cute rainbow heart sweater that I need to post. Um, and I love it. It's, I had to swallow my pride a bit because the designer is the um, Sweeper Rika was one of the, it was the designer of the pattern. And they put out a test call and it was a super cute kid sweater for kids. And then they put the size range and I was like, oh, (laughs) I fit that. (laughs) So I I swallowed my pride and made a child's medium sweater. You made it so fast. Yeah, because kids are tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it was in worsted weight. I haven't made a worsted weight sweater since my first ever sweater. Um, cause I don't know why people use anything other than fingering weight, TBQH. Um, so I did that and it's very cute and it's fits great except for the sleeves, which is three quarter length because kids have tiny arms. <laughs> um, and then I made some all, all, other modifications. I took all the neck shaping off and I just cast on at the, the widest part of the neck. And so it's more of a boat neck instead of a turtleneck because kids also have tiny necks. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is that your kid's sized but differently proportioned yeah like a kid like a picture of a kid in microsoft paint and then they just stretched it out weird 
Like instead of using the stretching from the corner, just like stretch from the top. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one thing I'm finding is it's a very love, love, love Super Pika's yarn. Absolutely love them. They're amazing, gorgeous colors and like really cool, like Canadian. You know, it's Canadian from sheep to dyeing to spinning, all of it, all of it's Canadian, which we love. But as an autistic person with sensi- like texture sensitivities, I'm finding that the yarn is a little bit more than what I can handle just because of like, it's from like the really like the good, sturdy Canadian curly sheep. And it's got that good, sturdy Canadian yarn. But for like on my chest and my neck, it is like, I want nothing on my chest and my neck and this doesn't feel like nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so I've been trying to find ways of softening it um, to see if I can make it a little more fluffy, mm-hmm. um, which I've never had to do before. Yeah, so I've been looking up a few different methods to try. Um, mm-hmm. And so like, obviously there's there's wool wash, which I tried, um, but there's other things. So you can also soak it in vinegar which can both double as preserving the colors and softening the yarn. You can also, which I guess technically makes sense, but I never thought about it. You can just wash it with shampoo and conditioner. What? Yeah, which makes sense because it's hair. Yeah. Yeah. So you treat it like hair. So you can use, they recommend an unscented one because otherwise you're going to smell like mangoes or whatever. I mean, that's um, not the worst thing that could happen. It's definitely, there are definitely worse smells. Transformers. <laughs> Transformers. Why do you smell loud and confusing? <laughs> um, so yeah, you soak it in tepid water because of course it's not treated. It does, it's not super washed. So you want to be very careful when you're soaking um, like pure wool, otherwise it can felt. Mm. So you soak it in tepid water with like shampoo in the water. And then you rinse it out and then onto the damp, onto the wet uh, sweater or garment or whatever, you take shampoo and you just like work it in really gently. Shampoo or conditioner? Conditioner. Did I say shampoo? Yes. You already did shampoo. So now it's conditioner. (laughs) Um, So you soak it with shampoo and then after it's out, then you like work conditioner in. And then you rinse that out after like, I don't know, half an hour or something when it's had time to like soften the fiber because that's what conditioner does. Um, And then, so there's two different things. So you have to rinse it out. Then you freeze it. What? So one of the things said to freeze it while it was still wet. And then another one said to freeze it while it was not still wet. So I need to research this further before I stick a wet sweater in the freezer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the the texture of the yarn um, comes from loose fibers from spinning and that's kind of what creates the friction on your skin and so if you freeze it then all of those loose fibers kind of like fall off they fall off yeah because did you ever free have you ever frozen your hair no no that's not a thing okay so there's a thing that if you have long hair and you're i don't know maybe running late it's nobody's fault it happens and you don't have time to dry your hair after your shower and you go outside in winter, it freezes. And then sometimes if you touch it, it snaps. Okay. It's, it's a thing that happens to everyone. It's definitely not just me. I've had short hair for a very long time. I... That's fair. Um, so it's like that, but you're doing it on purpose. 
Hmm. and the the kind of short sticky eddy fibers will kind of just like freeze off that makes it sound like it should be damp when you put it in the freezer that's what i said that's what i thought but then the other one said that you don't want to yeah no i think the second one's wrong so i'm just gonna wash it with vinegar and then soap and conditioner and then then freeze it maybe i'll do the vinegar last yeah, okay, so I think my order of operations is going to be shampoo, conditioner, freezer, vinegar, and just kind of try them all at the same time, see what happens. But if you do the vinegar first, then the um, shampoo and conditioner will get rid of the vinegar smell. True. I was thinking the vinegar would get rid of any remnants of shampoo and conditioner. Mm. Well, you, can't, you can't really get unscented vinegar, so. That's true. Hmm. Well, I mean, you're not like soaking it in pure vinegar. It's like no, but water with vinegar. Hmm. You still get some vinegar smell. Would baking soda help a bit too? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was also in there. But I distinctly remember vinegar and baking soda not being a thing that can go together. I mean, like the vinegar is watered down and you're not putting it in a volcano and dying red. <laughs> So basically, I'm just going to try everything and see how it goes. Going to do a science about it. Yeah. That sounds like fun. You should, like, document it. Do a vlog. Isn't that what this podcast is? No. (laughs) It's an audio podcast. Uh, Yeah. So uh, two months from now, when we do our next episode, I'll let you know how (laughs) it I mean, we're going to try and do episodes more regularly than two months no we're gonna be great we're gonna go back to our bi-weekly no bi-monthly no i don't know how that works we're gonna go back to our regular schedule every other week isn't that bi-weekly anyway next episode i'll let you know how it goes (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure bi-weekly means every other week but don't we say we have a bi-monthly stitch night it it means either either every two weeks or twice a week. Beautiful, super. English so is a good and useful language. Thanks, language. So it is biweekly, but it's not biweekly. <laughs> cool. Um, but you know what we've been putting off answering for <gasps> two months. Do we have more mailbags? We have a mailbag. I love we... a mailbag. Are you ready for our third ever mailbag? That's so many. I'm so excited. All right. This is from Althea in New Jersey. Hello, Why Stitchable Podcast. This is Althea calling in again from New Jersey. I am back with another question for you. Have either of you ever spun your own yarn? Or do you have any interesting hand-spun stories? For example, have you ever used hand-spun yarn in any of your projects? Or are you friends with anyone who spins their own yarn? I've seen some people post videos of themselves using drop spindles on Instagram, but that's pretty much the extent of my spinning knowledge. I'm going to be perfectly honest. I have no idea how it works other than some combination of gravity and magic. I feel like it's something I'd like to try one day just to experience it, but I have way too many other hobbies right now to pursue it seriously. Plus, if I start spinning my own yarn, where does it end? One day I could look up and find myself raising sheep on a farm, and that's not a path I'm ready to go down. Here's to hoping I'll be able to live vicariously through your spinning stories instead. That was the best. I love mailbags. (laughs) 
Um, first of all, I think waking up one day on a sheep farm that's yours, full of yarn that you spun yourself, is the dream. We we were talking about doing like a kit so you could like spin and dye and knit your own yarn and we just send you a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine ordering a like make your own yarn kit and you just get a sheep in the mail? <laughs> in the mail too. <laughs> Canada Post is just got a little sticker legal <laughs> you can mail anything <laughs> um to answer the question though i have tried spinning once um technically twice well two different ways the first the one time one time two ways it was at a fiber show um in toronto it was an i assume still is an annual event it has not run these past two years of course um but like super, super cool event with a whole bunch of local fiber artists, um, like specifically um, yeah, wool makers. And it's super cool. And there was someone with a spinning wheel who was just doing demos. And I went up to her and kind of stood off to the side awkwardly for probably 15 minutes before she asked me if I wanted to try it. And then I got super excited because I really, I really feel like being able to just like, hang out and chill with the spinning wheel and just make my own yarn like really kind of cements the like forest witch vibe right yeah the the forest witch cottage core vibe that I strive for (laughs) um and so I was like so excited anime star eyes like oh my god this is gonna be great this is when everything is gonna like fall into place for me and I was so bad it was, it was, it was so stressful. I hated it so much. It was, there's so many, you, you don't just like go and spin the wheel and then yarn comes out. You have to do so many things. Um, and you have to, much like knitting, you have to control the tension of the fiber, the roving that's going through the wheel. And so you have to make sure that you're not spinning too fast or pulling too much yarn through or pulling not enough yarn or pulling too hard. Then the fiber splits or like, there's just so many ways it could go wrong. And all of them went wrong for me. Um, which is very disappointing because I really wanted this to work. And then she had a drop spindle and I, I had asked like, is that easier? And she was like, nope. I was like, okay. (laughs) Um, But she showed me how to do it anyway. And it is literally just a combination of gravity and magic. It is so baffling. Somehow it, it is only a drop spindle. So like everyone, I think most people know what a spinning wheel looks like. It's it's, it's a wheel that spins it's on like a little little bike wheel spin you know what it looks like a drop spindle is just like a elongated wooden top um with a hook at the bottom with a hook and I don't know I don't know how it works she showed me how it works and I still don't know but you basically feed the roving through the hook and it like goes around so when you you kind of like spin the spindle and drop it hence drop spindle um <laughs> and the combination of gravity magic and the tension from the roving that you're controlling um makes it spin and then the yarn as it spins wraps around the spindle and then you have yarn allegedly it did not work for me it was very in, th- in theory yeah in theory <laughs> that is how it works and then after several attempts the instructor just gently took it away from me and said I could do a class later if I wanted. <laughs> Please go away forever. Yeah. 
Have you ever worked with handspun? No. The closest I've come to is the lion or the lion brand homespun, which is terrible. It's not great. It's not great. I've used it once and I did not have a good time. No. There's there's lots of lion brands that I do like. Mm-hmm. That was not one of them. Mm, no. Um, but yeah, the I love the look of handspun, but the I find it's often not the texture that I want. Like I want a very even, I want a very even yarn. I don't like the 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 art of hand spun is often the like thick thin texture or the like different fibers and different plies kind of being rolled into one, and it like makes a beautiful beautiful yarn. But it's almost too beautiful for what I ever want to do with it. Um, and so I like kind of like a more, I like a more subtle yarn and being able to do more intricate things with it. Whereas homespun yarn, I feel like the yarn is the showstopper. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of thing, like art yarn and stuff, I think would be fun to do like weavings and stuff with. Mm-hmm. Cause then I think uh, it could kind of be more front and center than like the piece itself. Yeah. I just want sweaters. What about you? Have you ever spun? I feel like you'd be good at spinning yarn. I I got myself a drop spindle for Christmas and I have tried it a couple times and it is difficult. (laughs) It is not nearly as relaxing as I thought it would be just to like play with gravity and magic. (laughs) But I had it on my shelf and then Clobber decided she wanted to try and eat it. So I put it away and out of sight, out of mind. Mm, Fair. But I've, I've, tried it I don't know roving is just I like to touch the roving mm-hmm. I've, I've never used like hand spun for anything we have some accomplished spinners in our discord we do we should get them to teach us <laughs> I can't figure out what it is about spinning that makes me anxious it's just like I think it's just so unwieldy and it's so but it's not like mm. spinning should not be unwieldy I think I just I don't know what it what I'm doing and so it's so unwieldy in my hands that it feels like I'm just creating chaos instead of yarn and order trying to harness gravity is hard just I the the hubris involved (laughs) yeah but like god hand spun is so gorgeous and then we got yeah and then we have all this like beautiful roving that we're just sitting around all the time that you've died and amaranth fibers died and just I'm like, I want to do something with that. It's so pretty, but like, no, I'm, no. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll probably be sticking to thrums for, for roving. I've never done thrums either. It's fun. And they're super cute. They make cute little fluffy hearts in your knitting. Mm-hmm. You uh, casually mentioned clobber. Like that's not a new and exciting thing. You want to tell us about clobber? She's so weird. <laughs> I got a cat. Yeah, you did. I like on the last day of last semester, like my first semester of class, I got her. So I've had her for three weeks today. And now that she's, you know, in and settled and she gets to let her funky little self shine. I love that for her. She came to bed last night. Because like every night I go to bed, I turn off all the lights. I'm like, hey, it's bedtime. Let's go to bed. And she usually comes to bed. Last night, she brought one of her toys. (laughs) That's so cute. 
I like, she jumped up on the bed and I like turned on my flashlight because I was like, something is different. And she just like dropped her ball. And I was like, are you just going to snuggle with your little ball? You just gonna... <laughs> so she just like curled up with her ball. I love that for her. <laughs> I love that for you. So weird. <sighs> and it's great because she's also a big old ball. She's thick. She's dense. I just wanted to pick her up and squish her, but I don't think that I can. She's pretty heavy <laughs> and also not a fan of being picked up and or squished. Damn it. It's fine. I feel like I met her and I feel like we bonded like immediately, like one soul recognizing a kindred, you know? And then I fed her not yogurt, definitely just. Chicken. I never said it was yogurt. You definitely I said, said it, it was, was like, I never said yogurt. I said it's like a go-gurt for cats. You said you could give her a go-gurt. Go-gurt is yogurt to go. It's a cat treat in the tube. It's gogurt for cats. I just, I didn't expect it to just be chicken. <laughs> I'm sure there are other ingredients in it. Paste? <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, it was fine. It was fine. She's great. She's it's very great. funny. I like her. I can't wait for her to be a store cat. <laughs> she like, she likes looking out the window, but I don't think she wants to go outside. God, that's such a mood. I think you just adopted me as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Do you two like gogurt? I like proper gogurt. I don't like chicken in a tube, but like a frozen gogurt on a summer day. Oh, nothing better. I remember the last time I had a gogurt. We spent way too long talking about gogurt. Last time you needed yogurt to go. Probably still in elementary school. Sucks for you. I shrugged, but we're on an audio podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you know what we should do is post the cat's pattern that we are both bastardizing and other people can do crochet cat things too with us because we have actually a couple people in the discord who are also doing cats things Mm -hmm. with this pattern and which is just it's a free the entire it's a free color chart is essentially what the pattern is so you are it is up for whatever you can whatever your artistic vision is yeah so if you want to crochet cats with us do it and maybe in six months we'll have finished objects maybe though it's been six months and i have not finished my elf mail same i should probably do that mine is still like a very cropped crop length i forget what mine looks like (laughs) it's been so long since i pulled it out Blue and purple because i only like two colors it's true three i also like green you also like Christmas. <laughs> Christmas is one color. <laughs> Christmas is a mood. Christmas is a mood. Have we done it? Have we done it? I, I, I have an uh, Zodiac. Oh, fuck. I forgot we do that. Yeah. Hell yeah. What is it? Um, great. It's so good. Uh, the Zodiac sign you annoy the most based on your own. Oh, my God. So who do you think you annoy the most? Scorpios. No. Aries. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is it Libra? Yeah, it is. (laughs) 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 Emotional as can be, you project this harsh exterior to the world. You don't want anyone knowing how sensitive you really are. So you tend to hide away from most people in your life. While most folks like to spend their weekends going out with their friends, you prefer to stay cooped up indoors reading your favorite book or watching a new TV show. 
yeah. being the social sign that they are, Libra doesn't understand why you shut yourself off from your loved ones, nor do they get why you act tougher than you really are. It's no matter to you because you know very well that a friend to all is a friend to none. Sorry, Libra. <laughs> Whoa! I feel like that's calling me out more than it's calling you out. Hell yeah. How's that feel? How but also like the most social sign. I don't talk to anyone other than you. Oh no. Have I broken you? Are you less of a Libra? I'm turning into a cancer. Oh no. Nobody wants that. So who do you think I annoy the most? Nobody. Everybody loves Libra. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Surprise. It's cancer. Oh my god. <laughs> the social butterfly of the zodiac, you're no stranger to being able to make all sorts of new friends. <laughs> you're all about it too. You measure your life in the amount of partnerships you've acquired, collecting Whoa. them like prizes at a carnival. Whoa. Simply put, you want others to feel loved, which is why you always provide support and encouragement to anyone who needs it. Cancer is the exact opposite, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is why you'll often find them annoyed with you. They only have a few close friends, but prefer to spend most of their time in solitude, hiding away from the horrors of the real world. While you may not understand this part of them, you're always sure to let them know they have someone to confide in whenever they're ready to talk. But that... I feel like those are opposite. That was opposite. And that didn't even describe you being... An, like, that didn't even describe cancers being annoyed by you. <laughs> that was just you continuing to not understand cancers. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want to stay inside and be by yourself all the time? But like, that's so funny. Aw, do we know each other? There was that one week. There was that one week. That week, that week sucked. <laughs> Other than that, I think we're good. Yeah. That's very funny. I can't relate to... Wanting to stay inside and isolate from the horrors of the world? No, I, I, I can relate to that very much. <laughs> that's so funny. Maybe it's your Libra rising yeah. that, like, helps us. Probably. That's how, it's my Libra rising that makes me act tougher than I am. I don't know if I have any cancer in my chart. Lucky. Well, on that note, I've had enough of you. You've annoyed me so much. I'm ready to call this episode quits. Classic Libra, not understanding me at all. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the 20th episode of the Bisexual Podcast. You can find our show notes, including photos and links to patterns, designers, and the things we talk about on our website, bisexualpodcast.ca. We are on Instagram as at bisexualpodcast. You can find me at underscore dangerous John and Kelsey at KelseyGrammar23. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and help us reach more disaster queer yarn folk. And join our Discord server where we host bi-weekly pitch <laughs> nights. There's a link to it both in our Instagram bio and on our website. Peace.